the worst part of doing keto? The meal prep. What you really need is a quick, customizable, and easy keto meal replacement for when your other food options aren't ready. Introducing Keto Chow. It's the fully customizable meal replacement that makes keto easy. Keto Chow takes just seconds to prepare. Add the fat of your choice, a scoop of Keto Chow, water, and shake. Just trust the thousands of five-star reviews on Facebook, Amazon, and Google Shopping. Keto Chow comes in 18 delicious flavors. And in a third-party blind taste test, Keto Chow outperformed all of the competitors in appearance, flavor, texture, and overall impression. Head on over to JimmyLovesKetoChow.com to place your order. And be sure to use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout for 10% off your first order. While you're there, be sure to check out the electrolyte supplements, no sweetener, no added flavor, no caffeine, and pure electrolytes. Keto Chow. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up the avocados, fry some eggs. Time to explore the longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show.com. You're listening to a special presentation of Jimmy Rants on the Livin' La Vida Low Carb Show. Jimmy's on sabbatical, so we're bringing you some of the very best content from his wildly popular live show, Jimmy Rants. Want to know what the very latest is in nutrition news? Follow Jimmy at JimmyRants.com for all of the archives and links to his social media where you can engage live with the content. Stay tuned now for a special Jimmy Rants on the LLVLC Show. Today's Jimmy Rants is a special edition Q&A. So typically when I'm in my normal routine and not this crazy travel schedule that I have right now, we do an open Q&A on Friday afternoons. Well, tomorrow I'm going to be traveling uh, on Friday afternoon, so I wanted to do it a day early. So if you have any questions about keto, cholesterol, fasting, podcasting, book writing, backyard chickens, whatever's on your mind, carnivore, uh, whatever's on your mind, I am more than happy to answer your questions all uh, that's on your mind. So fire away. Let's see what you got. Bring it. All right. So let me say hello here. Uh, Hello from Indy says, Carrie. Glad you had a great trip. Thank you, Kay. Missed you while you were gone. Yeah, well, I missed being here too, Kay. So happy to be here now. And uh, yeah, all right. So questions. I need the questions, you guys. So fire away if you have questions for me. I'm going to come over to Instagram Live here. Hi from Italy. Uh, I just left Italy, Tonello. Well, thanks for being here. Hello, Kimmy. All right, here's a question. Elite Magic Maker 7, do you have a test for cholesterol and ketone meter? And have you met Tom Bilyeu? Uh, He's a funny guy. What's up with Jimmy Rance? All right, that's a lot of different questions in one. So let me back up. Do you have a test for cholesterol? Um, I don't know what you mean by do you have a test for cholesterol? You mean like an at home where you can test your cholesterol? They do sell these kits uh, like at 
Walgreens, CVS, and stuff like that for total cholesterol, but it's totally meaningless. So it doesn't make any difference what your total cholesterol is. Um, you can probably run a complete cholesterol panel. That way you get the triglycerides and the HDL and all the breakdown of everything. Uh, and that's typically around $50, $60. You could probably get that one run for uh, through this company. There are several companies online. You can have that run to have them pull your blood. LabCorp uh, will pull the blood. Um, so go to privatemdlabs.com. There's another one, anylabtestnow.com. There's a few states that don't allow it, but most states do uh, in the US. Outside of the US, I'm not sure how you would have that run. Um, but don't worry about your cholesterol. It's not it's not a nutrient of concern. Don't don't <laughs> don't worry about something that's insignificant. I would much rather you test your inflammation levels. I would much rather have you test your blood sugar levels. I would much rather have you test your fasting insulin level. All of those show you much more about your health than your total cholesterol. All right. What was your next one? ketone meter. There's several ketone meters out there. Precision Extra, Keto Mojo, uh, Keto Coach X. There's all kind of different ones that are out there. And have you met Tom Bilyeu? Not only have I met Tom Bilyeu, he used to be with Quest Nutrition uh, back when they were nothing. Um, and he used to be my contact with them. Uh, but I was on Tom's health, uh, uh, was that Impact Health Show last year. Uh, I went to Beverly Hills, California in his mansion there and we recorded uh, and you can see it on YouTube. Go look up Tom Bilyeu and Jimmy Moore and you'll see where I talked about fasting for about an hour with him. So, yeah, I know Tom Bilyeu. So. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we got here. Tammy says, hi, Jimmy. I know you hate when I bring up weight loss, but just finished a 90 hour water fast and actually gained weight. Why? Great question. And I, I, it's not that I hate bringing up weight loss. I just think weight is not the be all end all. And we always attribute when a weight change happens, either up or down, we always attribute it to the diet that we're doing or whatever modality that we're doing in our nutrition. In this case, you did a 90 hour water fast and you actually gained weight, you said. So 90 hours is not that long. Uh, what is that about four days, three and a half days? So there's a lot of reasons why you might have gained weight. Were you especially stressed during that time? See, this is the thing. This, this is why I think the weight issue is such a non-issue. It, it's the 1980s called and they want their uh, they want their thinking back when it comes to diet and its impact on your body, because everybody from the 1980s worried about their weight. I think the new way of looking at things is what's happening metabolically. So I have a lot of questions back for you, Tammy. So when you gained that weight and you didn't say how much you, you gained, was it a pound? Was it 10 pounds? Was it 50 pounds? What, what did you gain? Um, that would be helpful. I do know that plus or minus five pounds is pretty normal at any given moment. So you could test your weight right now and then test your weight in 90 hours from now, regardless of what you do. And if it's within five pounds, that's that's pretty normal with the water weight fluctuations and some of the other things that change. So if you're not eating any food at all, 
then certainly you should be losing weight. That's for sure. But what was your hydration level uh, like right before you weighed the second time? So many questions there. Were you stressed? Did you have any uh, anything abnormal happen in the midst of that? Give me more details and I'll see if I can help you investigate what was going on. Alicia says, I've been doing beef and butter fasting second day. I went to pulled pork and butter for lunch. Can I do uh, ham and eggs for dinner and it still work? Well, I've never heard of a beef and butter fast. Um, and I always I hate the word fast when it's talking about eating because fasting is not eating. We need to come up with a better term because it's definitely not fast. Um, but yeah, I mean, ham and, and uh, eggs, that sounds delicious. So I'm not real sure what your purpose is there. Are you just trying to dial things in a little more? Sounds like you're trying to be somewhat keto carnivore with what you're doing. Um, and maybe that's what it is and not fasting. That's weird. All right. Uh Gela 65 says, did your chickens and garden survive your time away? Yeah, we have a great caretaker. This lady watches our chickens for us. She waters our garden for us. She's the benefactor of a lot of the stuff that comes out of that garden. Uh, watches our fur babies for us. So, yes, it, it, it exploded. Um, when we get back from our trip to Myrtle Beach next week, uh, we'll be gone all week. When we get back, maybe I'll do a Jimmy Rants where I show you around the garden and how it's uh, exploded already. But yes, it's doing quite well. Jenny says, are 87 or 89 a good fasting blood sugar? I don't test normally. Yeah, anything under 100 is considered uh, good. Now, obviously, when you eat ketogenic or you're fasting, uh, normal and good is going to be a little bit lower than 100. Uh, you're typically looking for somewhere between 60 and 100. That optimal range is 70s and 80s. So most keto people that are metabolically healthy and have really uh, good insulin sensitivity will typically see their blood sugar fall in the 70s and the 80s. Sometimes when you do an extended fast, you will see the blood sugar get down in the 60s. All of that is normal. Um, and even the morning blood glucose, if it's uh, 110, 115, 109, that kind of thing, uh, it's not a big deal to worry about if it's early in the day. Uh, and we've talked about this before being a glucose sparing effect. Uh, sometimes people will have that. It's typically a sign of insulin resistance that you have that happen in the morning. It's a it's a perfectly fine thing. At that point, look at your A1C level and make sure it's under 5.5, ideally a lot closer to 5.0, um, and you're good. Uh, but yeah, 87, 89, perfectly healthy fasting morning blood sugars. Good job. Christine says, do you drink diet soda? I'm trying to kill this addiction. Yeah, I do like to have diet soda uh, from time to time. It's certainly not ideal. Water is perfectly ideal, obviously, but you got to live in the real world. Sometimes people want a little bubbly. Uh, there are machines out there uh, that will make bubbly things for you. Uh, commercially, there's several companies out there that have kind of bubbly water that's just kind of uh, soda water, basically. Some of them are infused with some flavor, but just, you know, if it helps you stay on plan, I'm all for it. Now, is it something you want to continue to do long term? Probably not. Try to titrate yourself off of it. But I think back to 410 pound Jimmy Moore, I used to drink 16 cans of Coca-Cola a day. 
So going from 16 cans of Coca-Cola a day, I needed a bridge. I needed something that would help um, help me transition to not having sugar. So I would have diet soda and and it was a godsend to be able to do that. Now, if you told me I would have have I would have to go off of all soda altogether, sugary and everything, and I would just have to drink water, I might not have been successful on low carb. So I'm not this uh, dictator when it comes to these kinds of things. I think you have to live in the real world. And if a diet soda helps get someone through, um, then that's what you do. Uh, Tammy says, I had terrible stress from a family crisis and didn't sleep much at all. So probably cortisol. Tammy, you know, that's exactly what it is. She gained weight during a 90 hour fast. And my first question was, did you have anything stressful happen in that 90 hours? And so family crisis and didn't sleep much. There it is. So yes, cortisol response. That's what happened. Paleo pharmacist, what's up, Nev? Uh, loved all the pictures from your trip. Have travel goals now. Yes, Italy was so glorious. And I ain't going to lie. Those carbs that they have there are amazing. <laughs> I'm just not going to lie. You know, you've got, you got to go there and you got to have a little bit of that. Um, most of the time I stay pretty keto carnivore, but I did not not have the pizza in Italy. I, I want to say I had pasta. I had a carbonara one time just to say I had it. I didn't really like it. It was like, it was just plain. Um, I'm sure it was perfectly fine pasta. I just, it just didn't do anything for me anymore, which was interesting. Um, same with the bread. I didn't really have any desire for the bread, but I did love the pizza. It was really good. And the gelato was also really, really good. But yes, definitely make it to Italy if you can. Alicia says it's supposed to break a stall, but I'm hoping it will help my insulin resistance. Talking about the eating the meat and the butter and the stuff like that. Four days of it, basically carnivore, no carbs. Saw it on Dr. Baj. Yeah, I love Dr. Annette Bosworth. She does really, really good work. Hello, Lindy. Thanks for being here. Uh, Jenny Rich 7. It was 5.0 last check. So that's your A1C. That's perfect. That's beautiful. Mary Posa, my ketone meter measured 0.8. Is that good or bad or what does it mean? So nutritional ketosis on the blood ketone meter is defined as 0.5 to 3.0. So anything over 0.5 means you are burning fat for fuel. Now, I have found my in my many years of experience of doing this that there's kind of a sweet spot. And maybe it varies from person to person, but for Jimmy Moore, my sweet spot tends to be somewhere between one and two. If I can get blood ketone levels to fall within that one to two range, I know that I'm doing really good in my keto. If I tend to fall on the lower end, like 0 0.6, 0 0.5, then I know I'm probably not getting the full benefits. Now, let, with that said, let me caution you because there's some people that they try to chase higher and higher and higher ketone levels. And that's not the goal, you guys. The goal is to get into a state where you're completely satisfied with your hunger. You, you have no hunger. You feel good. Uh, you have uh, mental clarity. Your mood is stabilized. You just feel healthy. And you know it when you feel that way and you don't really have to test to be able to see, are you in some kind of a range that you feel that way? And of course, I'm talking about long time keto people. If you're just starting tests, see where you stand, kind of get it dialed in. But once you're dialed in and you've done this a while, 
subjectively you can feel when you are in that healthy range. So point eight, yes, that should be good. But I want to ask you back, do you feel good at that range when you see point eight on the meter? If you do, then that's your answer. Uh, you have to live and enjoy, especially in Italy. Yes, you do, Nev. That's for sure. Pizza, pizza here in Italy is my carb temptation, too. I could not imagine Tunello uh, living in Italy and being around that food. Now, the, the big shocker, you guys, here in America, uh, every single pizza joint has pepperoni pizza. We went to about 20 different restaurants over the time that we were there. All of them had pizza. One of them had pepperoni on their pizza. And that uh, and that place only put four pieces of pepperoni. It's very crust-centric, not topping-centric. Here in America, we're extremely topping-centric with our pizza. So like meat lovers, veggie lover, there it's like, big old platter of the crust and it's the most glorious crust you've ever had and just a little bit of sauce and a little bit of toppings. Uh, we have it completely backwards here. So if you think you're actually eating authentic kind of Italian styled, no, you're not. Every time you've had a pepperoni pizza, that's not what they serve in Italy. Uh, it was definitely a culture shock. Maybe I should do a whole Jimmy rants on all the things that I observed when I was in Italy. Uh, that's different than what I expected. Uh, all right, let me come over to Facebook Live. Thank you guys for being here. Let's see what kind of questions you have. If you're just joining us, we're doing an open Q&A session. Pretty much ask me whatever you want, um, and I'd be happy to answer your questions. Hey, Mitzi. Hey, Kim. Mary says maybe you should consider Kansas for your next big vacation. Hey, you know, you could set up a keto conference there. That'd be awesome. Lisa wants to know, do you have any suggestions for reducing stress? Yes, drugs. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't do drugs. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, stress is a biggie. Um, and I think someday I'm probably going to write a book called Stress Clarity because I think this is the big unspoken uh, reason why people still struggle with weight why people still struggle with some health issues, uh, both physical health, mental health, uh, even spiritual health. I think it wrecks people stress. So how do you deal with it? I think there's so many things that are involved. Uh, number one, taking things a little more in stride. I know there's people and I've got them in my life that they seemingly thrive on wanting to wallow in their stress of, oh, woe is me. This is bad. Look at what's happening. And I think mindset is a lot of that. If you set in your mind, you know what? Stuff happens in life and you just roll with the punches. I think that could manage a whole lot of stress if we did that. Um Another thing you can do is regular prayer if you're a Christian, meditation, um, and there's a lot of apps for that out there where you can meditate uh, and get a lot of really great uh, feedback. I've been using this device called Muse. You basically stick it over your forehead and it's an app that goes along with it and it walks you through kind of a meditation session. I did a 10 minute meditation this morning uh, as part of my recovery coming back from Italy. Um, so meditation is a big one. Uh, another one is, and, and don't devalue this, but exercise. When you exercise, you can work out some of that tension. 
Um, it's just amazing how good that is. And really anything that makes you feel good and happy. Um, I've got a hot tub downstairs, so I love popping in that thing just to and just kind of relax. I think sometimes we get so caught up in the day to day uh, struggle of life, so to speak, that we never stop to just relax. Um, that was another observation from Italy. Nobody was like uptight. No, nobody was like stressing. It was just like, we're very chill. I know it was a horrible Italian accent, but uh, they were just chill the whole time. It was just amazing. Um, and I'll be the first to tell you, uh, Lisa, I'm still working on this. This is one reason that I'm taking six months off starting in September. Uh, my goal from September to February is to not have to think about anything related to uh, doing my work that I do with the podcast and this Jimmy Rants and book writing. I'm just going to let go um, and implement a lot of these strategies that I'm talking about with you to see if it helps. Um, because I do think stress reduction is such a key in why some people, despite even a really good ketogenic diet, really clean diet, still have trouble having weight on their body. I know that a lot of the weight in my midsection has a lot to do with cortisol um, and not just that it's high cortisol. I actually have the opposite issue. Uh, recently had a bunch of tests run and my cortisol is super low. And that also has ramifications that are negative. Everybody, oh, you got high cortisol. It's not always high cortisol that causes the problem. Sometimes it's very low cortisol. In the morning time, you're supposed to have like 11, 12, 13 as your cortisol level as part of waking up. Mine was 4.5. So I've got some adrenal things going on that we're working on. So it's another sign of stress impacting the body as well. So there's a multiplicity of things. If I can figure it all out, Lisa, I promise you I'm going to write a book about it someday. Uh, but it's a biggie. I think stress stress is the big unspoken reason why people still struggle in weight and health issues. Um, and everybody want, wants to focus on diet. Everybody wants to focus on exercise. But nobody wants to talk about the role stress is playing as a monkey wrench in it all. If you're a fan of fat, then you need to try the F-Bombs. Go to JimmyLovesFBomb.com, enter the coupon code JimmyLovesFBomb, and you'll get 20% off of your first order. So what are these F-Bombs? They are nut butters, and they have incredible combinations of coconut and macadamia nut, macadamia nut butter, and my favorite is salted chocolate macadamia nut butter. They also have several oil blends, including the house blend, the MCT oil, as well as coconut oil. If you want your fat on the go, then you need to check out JimmyLovesFBomb.com. And once again, use the coupon code JimmyLovesFBomb. You'll get 20% off your first order. JimmyLovesFBomb.com. Tracy says, my LDL is up. I am not a hyper responder. Uh, because I don't exercise and I don't have a lot of lean mass. My trigs are 65 and HDL is 65. So are you worried, Tracy? What does LDL is up mean? That that doesn't really tell me anything. T tell me more. I need more. Um, give me more data. Give me more things to comment on because I can't really help uh, just based on that. 
Uh, Enid says, what are your thoughts on collagen supplements? Do we need them or will they, uh, um, will they help crappy skin? So I love, uh, I use collagen peptides as peptides, as well as gelatin from this company called further food. Um, I love their stuff, by the way. If you've ever seen me post on social media, those little heart gummy things that I make, uh, basically it's a recipe of one cup of water, one scoop of the further food gelatin and or collagen peptides, um, and one scoop of the electrolyte powder from uh, Keto Vitals. So you can get all of that, uh, the Keto Vitals you can get on Amazon Further Food, I believe it's furtherfood.com and then water from wherever you get water from um, and then set it in a little mold and stick it in your fridge. And within a couple hours, you've got these little gummies. Um, and we usually just pop a few of those gummies in our mouth to get the electrolytes uh, and the collagen. And it's great. I think it's great. I think some of my skin that has cleared, uh, everybody talks about my glowing skin. And I think it's both the keto carnivore along with these uh, gelatin and collagen supplements that I use. Uh, glad you're back. It looked like an awesome trip. It was an awesome trip, Louise. Thank you. Tracy says LDL-188. So, Tracy, let me tell you a little secret about LDL cholesterol. It's on a standard lipid panel. So you said your trigs were 65, your HDL was 65, and your LDL is 188. So that means your total cholesterol is upper 200s, right? So. People freak out about that because their doctor thinks that they're, oh my gosh, uh, over 200 total cholesterol, could have a heart attack, and they try to strike the fear of God in you. The problem with an LDL of one, uh, 188, you said, um, is it's LDL-C. LDL-C is not a directly measured number. A lot of people, they think uh, that it is, but it's not. It's estimated, calculated based on this equation. It's called the Friedewald equation. And what they do is they take all of your other numbers on your panel and it spits out this LDL that's calculated. Okay. The problem is when you eat keto, you have triglycerides go under 100 and you have uh, L uh, HDL cholesterol go over 50. When those two numbers are there, Trig's under 100, HDL over 50, that LDL gets miscalculated, meaning sometimes it will show that you have more LDL than you actually have. So the standard lipid panel doesn't really tell you a whole lot. So what you want to run instead is this thing called an NMR lipoprofile test. I have all of this, by the way, in my book called Cholesterol Clarity, what the HDL is wrong with my number, go to cholesterolclarity.com and it takes you right to the Amazon page to get that book. But we explain all of this. So get the NMR and it shows you an LDL number that maybe you haven't heard of before called LDLP. And also on that panel, they have one called a small LDLP. That is the key number that you're trying to get lower and lower and lower. And when you eat keto, that small LDLP is a low number. High carb eaters may have a lower LDL-C, which is on that standard panel, but their LDL-P might be elevated along with definitely their small LDL-P, which is the, the kind of LDL that's truly bad. I hope all that makes sense. Definitely go get my book and they'll explain it more. 
Tracy says A1C 5.4. That's great. Under 5.5 is, is typically considered good. Try to reach for 5.0, but 5.4 is nothing to sneeze at. Mitzi says, what blood markers indicate fatty liver? Is there any correlation between A1C and fatty liver? That's a great question. Uh, and we know fatty liver is related directly to insulin um, and that fatty liver is a sign of insulin resistance. So what blood markers indicate fatty liver? I would think if you have elevated uh, fasting insulin levels, that would be an indicator that you might have some issues going on in there. I know that they can actually go in there and actually test for the amount of hepatic fat um, that's on the liver. So uh, blood tests, what other blood tests? I know there's a, I saw Dr. Mark uh, Nietzsche is on here. Maybe he can chime in with specific blood tests that you could run. There's probably liver enzymes you can have run that would determine fatty liver disease. Uh, but I would think insulin would be at the key of it all. Uh, and is there a correlation between A1C and fatty liver? Again, if your A1C is elevated, that would be another sign that probably fatty liver uh, is an issue. Tammy says, my grandmother always said her family pizza was the bread of the day. She never put much on her pizza. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, I never realized that until I went to Italy. So Terry says, stress book. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out, uh, Terry. If I figure it out, I will definitely uh, be writing that book. Tammy wants to know, are there any supplements that will help lower your cortisol? I would think anything that helps to relax you. So one of the best supplements for relaxation uh, is magnesium. Um, in fact, I was in Sam's Club a little bit earlier um, and I was walking to the bathroom and on the way there, they had the, the, you know, all these kind of supplements lined up and I saw one called Calm. And so I picked it up, turned it on the back and it said, ingredients, magnesium. <laughs> I was like, that's all that's in there. Just take a magnesium supplement. Um, but yeah, magnesium would be great to help you uh, lower it. But I would say beyond anything that you would take exogenously as a supplement to help lower cholesterol, I think <sighs> deep breathing will lower your cholesterol. Meditation will lower your uh, uh, cholesterol, your cortisol. Sorry, I had cholesterol in the brain from that earlier question. Will lower cortisol, um, meditation, uh, even some light exercise infrared sauna, just anything that would help you chill. Um, red light therapy would also be helpful. I've been really into that lately. Janet says, I've been doing a lot of motivation videos in the morning and also trying to stay in the present, not dwelling on the past. That's great, Janet. Keep that going. Terry says, I found Europe is way more relaxed. Yeah, <laughs> the hustle and bustle is not there like it is here in America. They take time off often and know how to entertain on the weekends. Yes. Uh, what outside lab do you use? What outside lab? What, what do you mean outside lab, Tammy? Um, so when I run labs on myself, uh, I use this company called privatemdlabs.com. They're related to LabCorp. So what you do is you go on privatemdlabs.com. I'm not affiliated with them in any way. It's just they have a very cool interface and it's easy to find the tests I want. Uh, anylabtestnow.com. There's a bunch of companies out there that make this available. 
but you order uh, the test that you want, uh, except for like four states, it's not allowed, but every other state it is. Uh, you order the test you want. They send you requisition papers. There's an attending physician there that that signs off on them. Then you go down to your local LabCorp office, which is typically close to the hospital. And uh, yeah, they pull your blood and you get back the results in an email within about, well, it depends on the test. Uh, if it's a quickie little test, you'll get it back within a few days. If it's something that's a little more extensive, it might take a week or two. Uh, but you get them right back directly in your email. Now, I would caution you on trying to diagnose yourself based on those things unless you have an understanding of what the numbers mean. I'm very fortunate with what I get to do. I have multiplicity of professionals that I can go to. Uh, I call it my bud, uh, Dr. Will Cole. Okay, what's this mean? Uh, Dr. John Lemansky, Adam Nally, Eric Westman. I have all these guys I can contact. So don't just willy nilly run these numbers without having someone that knows what they mean, help you interpret uh, what appropriate action you should take based on those numbers. Um, but if you're just like watching your fasting insulin, for example, um, you can run that number and just keep an eye on what's going on there. That's one that I have to run on my own because my doctor, my local doctor stopped running it and I had to fire him last year. Uh, Bonnie says someone I know uses a very low carb wrap, no sugar. I thought uh, I said, I thought keto do not use grains. He said, yes, keto people do not, but a very low carb is okay. Would grains affect your ketones, uh, even if it's a little amount, like five or 10 grams? I don't eat grains at all. And it has very little to do with the carbohydrates. It has to do with grains have this property about them that is that goes well beyond its carbohydrate content. They are anti-nutrients. An anti-nutrient is something where when you consume it, it blocks your body's ability to absorb specific vitamins. So if you're trying to take in, uh, let's just say some of the fat soluble vitamins, uh, vitamins A, D, E, and K, and then you have grains with those fat soluble vitamins, your body can't absorb those vitamins. That's not good. So why put your body through that? What are you getting out of that low carb wrap uh, that has grains in it why, why are you eating that when you can make your own wrap out of cheese? Um, there's so many great grain-free type of wrap recipes out there. It'd be silly to do that. Now, I know some people say, well, uh, this Mission uh, Tortilla Company claims it's only five grams of net carbs, and never mind, it's like 20 grams of total carbs. Um, don't trust companies like that. I think you can make your own. We become lazy as a society, not you specifically, Bonnie, but in general, people are lazy. Uh, they want the convenience foods. They don't want to have to go through the effort of having to cook something. Cook. <laughs> That's the big thing that keto has uh, rekindled in so many people is they didn't used to like to cook and now they do. Uh, and I think the sooner we get back to cooking again, the sooner you get healthier. Jessica says, I'm on a personal rant. Somebody told me I'm too skinny. First, false, I'm 143-ish pounds. Secondly, uh, don't tell people they're too anything. It intimidates uh, or intimates that there is something wrong with you. I'm strong like a bull. I can take it. Some folks are more emotionally delicate. Don't make people feel bad about themselves. Yeah, I used to hate that 
right after I lost 180 pounds on the Atkins diet in 2004, you had people talk about, oh, you've lost too much weight. And it's like, you're not helping that person. Because when they were uh, obese, nobody said a word. But now that they're doing something about their health and actually losing weight, now you're talking to them and discouraging them from the very thing that you didn't have the courage to tell them when they were going through all the crap that they were putting in their mouth to get obese. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird psychology about how people are around others that are making changes. And of course, I've talked about this before on Jimmy Rants. I think a lot of it is sometimes people feel like your success is judging them and they don't want to face the reality that maybe they need to make a change too. Uh, Sherry says, I just saw a video from a recent uh, keto meetup where A1C can look okay, but insulin can be out of control. Yes, Sherry, I have an A1C right at 5.0, but my fasting insulin is like 11, 12, 13. Um, it's not bad, uh, but it's not ideal either. So my goal is to get that under five. I think managing the stress is going to help with that. So that six month sabbatical will definitely help move it in the right direction. But you're right. A1C does not tell you the whole tale of how you're doing. Um, so that's why I think fasting insulin is better. If you're doing keto. What else can you do to make sure insulin stays controlled? I think the key, Sherry, and you know this, I've known you for many years, you do all the right things in your diet and you still have an elevated insulin. It's something not in your diet. It's something in your lifestyle. And that, that something is the stress. Now, you've gone through the death of a husband. You've had some really traumatic stuff in your life. And so if you have a continued high insulin level, fasting insulin level, um, it's probably still residual stress. And how we manage that stress in the day to day is going to be the key in bringing that insulin down. I'm really excited to see that in my own life when I do this sabbatical um, to see if that insulin goes. Wouldn't that be awesome? And it, not that everybody can take six months off, but it would show that there is a need in the day to day to deal with the stress appropriately. Um. That's it. I'm moving to Italy, says Tammy. <laughs> uh, another Tammy says, I'm a nurse working on her NP and husband is a DO. We don't want to use our health system. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gotten to that point where the health, uh, the healthcare industry is sick care industry. And it's been that way for a long time. This isn't something that just popped up. Uh, it's why functional medicine practitioners are a thing. Uh, it's why people are seeking out nutritional therapy practitioners like Christine, um, because they're not getting answers from their doctors. Terry says, since my keto lifestyle, I try to make positive compliments to my friends when I see that they are getting healthy, puts a huge smile on their face. I know it makes me smile, too. Yeah, I think if you tell somebody, wow, you look like you're glowing. Look at what that keto thing is doing for you. How is that anything but a positive and an encouragement to people? So, yeah, I, I think we should take the focus off of appearance of weight. Um, not that if you had a great weight loss, I'm not trying to devalue what you've accomplished. But I think sometimes we forget the way we say things. Oh, you look good now. 
So it has a connotation after people lose weight. It has this connotation of, so did I look bad before? Was I ugly before? I think we have this. It, it's, it's a psychology thing that I just will never understand. But it's kind of like a tautology at this point, the way we talk to each other about weight loss and that kind of thing. Um. I had to go over that with my primary doctor, why my A1C doesn't show my fasting insulin. She finally agreed and it was seven. Well, Tammy, that's that's great. I think a seven insulin is probably decent. Ideally, you want to get it five or below, but seven is good. Anything in the single digits is good. All right, let me come back over here. See what came in. Nev says, I will tell you nine years ago, I took a year off all social media just went to my job, read books, and enjoyed every day off. Best thing I ever did. Nev, I am so looking forward to it. A year. I don't I don't I don't know if my brain will let me go away for a year. Six months is gonna stretch me. Um, and here in the month of May and June, I've been really taking it easy when I was in Italy. I didn't do a whole lot of anything, uh, and it was glorious. It was just so awesome. It kind of gave me a little bit of a sneak peek of what my six months off will be. Um but you're right. I mean, I think it could be very cathartic if you're able to do that. And kudos to you for uh, pulling that trigger. Uh, Mary Posa says, get rid of all the toxic people in your life and learn to say no. <laughs> you're here to that. Uh, Bircham Jerry says, what about spaghetti? Is it different? Uh, the pasta in Italy was a lot thicker. Than I expected. So we have this like really thin, like spaghetti noodles is really thin here in America, not angel hair pasta, but just the regular spaghetti. Um, but there, I mean, it was thick. Um, it didn't do anything for me. I didn't really, I didn't really care for the, for the pasta. Temple Dietitian says, how about ashwagandha for cortisol? Thank you for bringing up the adaptogens. I uh, neglected uh, Dr. Will Cole, my co-host on Keto Talk, would slap me with a wet noodle uh, if we ate noodles uh, for not mentioning ashwagandha. But thank you for that. Yes, ashwagandha. Great one. And limiting coffee will help as well. Yes. Mary Posa says, I chill out with red wine. Yes. I have a drinking problem. and uh, Just kidding. Uh, Sam says any grain at all makes my blood sugar and blood pressure go up. It also makes your inflammation go up. Now, I mentioned the anti-nutrients, but there's a lot of negativity that comes with grains. I just don't do grains. And I know you can soak them and sprout them and supposedly making them healthier, a la what Weston A. Price Foundation uh, recommends. But I think it's just, it's easy just to let go of all of them. You don't need it. You don't need grains. JGAN16, cardio doctor says insulin levels are not associated with heart health. Um, that cardio doctor needs to go back to his uh, medical school and ask for his money back because they didn't teach him if he doesn't, if he thinks insulin has nothing to do with heart health. But again, it's a nutritional component. They know about the hormone, they know about the endocrine system and the hormone insulin as it, as it relates in the body, but for him not to understand that there is an insulin connection to the heart, that's just astounding. But then again, it's not. Keto Tiny and Vintage, where do I buy the vibration plate uh, that you use? So I have the vibration plate right down there, actually. Um, 
And there's this thing I've demonstrated it on Jimmy Rants before, but you step on it and it goes, uh, and it's like a lymphatic uh, shaking system. My buddy Dave Asprey from Bulletproof uh, sent that one to me. Uh, he gave me a, a nice little discount, but go to Bulletproof, uh, his website. You should be able to buy one, but you can get those vibration plates anywhere. Just type in vibration plate in a Google search. You should be able to find it. Um, try to get one that's uh, a little more powerful. Um, that one, it's so powerful. I actually have to put down shock absorbing flooring underneath it and it still shakes the whole building uh, when it's on. Uh, the wheat isn't Monsanto wheat like ours. Their wheat isn't Monsanto. Okay, I think you used like talk to text because there were so many misspelled words in there, but I think you said their wheat, meaning Italy, isn't the Monsanto wheat uh, like we have here in America. I think that's what you said. All right, let's see if anything else came over here. Uh, can someone spell that for decreasing cortisol? Ashwagandha. A-S-H-Waganda. W-A-G-A-N-D-A, uh, -A -A, I believe, but uh, Ashwagandha is how you, how you say it. Hope that helps, Tammy. Uh, Keto Tiny and Vintage. Yes, it's awesome. Just wanted a quality one. Seen a few, but wanted a good one. I'll check out his page. Yeah, the Bulletproof one is the one I've got. And it's this big square. Uh, you plug it into the wall and it's got this little notch and you just turn on the notch and it's, uh, and it's, it's pretty awesome. So, all right. Well, if there are no other questions, uh, thanks for joining me for this open Q&A session here on Jimmy Rants today. I always love hearing the questions that you guys have to share. Uh, I think I got one comment, maybe. Yeah, I, this comment came in. Two keto info books. I have multiple of yours. So this person wanted to know uh, what are the good keto info books that uh, I can't do that. <laughs> there are so many out there now. I mean, I could go uh, my friend Maria Emmerich and her husband, Craig Emmerich, wrote a book called Keto. Uh, and I think it's a fabulous resource for anyone looking for knowledge. Obviously, I wrote I've written many books about uh, keto. Um, so I'm a little biased. I think Keto Clarity is a great start for most people that are just getting interested in this. By the way, Keto Clarity was mentioned in two uh, pretty major magazine articles. Uh, Inc. Magazine uh, interviewed my publisher. And so uh, Arish Krauss from Victor Belt Publishing was quoted because they were looking at all these keto companies that, that have exploded in popularity and, and in sales. And, and so Victory Belt's one of those. And Arish mentioned my book was kind of the first one that kind of kicked off the whole keto movement. Uh, so they mentioned Keto Clarity in Inc. Magazine. So how cool is that? I was in a business magazine, uh, not me, but my book title was in there. So I need to try to find that uh, magazine and uh, take a picture for you guys. And then just today, uh, Women's World Magazine did a feature story on my friend Anna from Keto San Antonio. And so she was featured in there and she mentioned that the book that inspired her to start keto was Keto Clarity. So I had two pretty big um, 
endorsements of my book, Keto Clarity, here in the last week. That was pretty cool. All right. Uh, as far as other books, I mean, there's just so many. Um, I really hate to name too many more books because I'm going to insult some of my friends that have great keto books. Uh, the Italians actually buy their wheat for pasta in North America. Yeah, I don't know. I believe you. Uh, great job on the Q&A. Thank you. Appreciate that, Gary. Uh, supplements that you take daily. Rachel, great question. What supplements do I take daily? So I take a multivitamin. Um, I have one with a company that I uh, own called Keto Living is the name of the company, ketoliving.com, ketoliving.com. Uh, and the one that and me and Dr. Adam Nally helped to develop this Keto Essentials multivitamin. So I take that. Uh, I also take some blood sugar regulating uh, type of supplements. Berberine is one that I take, which has uh, also have that on ketoliving.com. It's got berberine and chromium and banaba leaf. Those are all blood sugar modulators. Uh, I also take a fish oil supplementation. Um, I've got kind of a, a, some digestive enzymes. Christine's got me on a few things with uh, her nutritional therapy stuff that she does that she just sticks it in the thing for me and I take them. Um, and I'm also on the adrenal support after those numbers came back recently. So a functional medicine doctor is helping us with that. But I don't overly do it on the supplements. I think you can get a lot of your nutrition from your food. I'm trying to incorporate more organ meats. Um, so in the meantime, while I'm trying to get that into my diet, I do take this organ meat complex from a company called Paleo Valley, which has beef liver, beef heart. Uh, it's got all kind of uh, uh, beef kidney and all kind of things like that in a freeze dried pill form. Um, and it definitely makes taking the, uh, the organ meats a lot easier. Uh, living La Vida Low-Carb, this show is changing lives. Uh, we talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Hey. Cut up them avocados, uh, fry some eggs, time to explore. The longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage, we're getting into ketosis. Yeah. Every day is a new step to your goal, yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused, don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low-Carb show. Hey. The Living Low Carb Disc of Light. <laughs>